Kyler Murray to Rondale Moore is the shortest combined passing touchdown since Pard Pierce threw one to Dutch Sturdeman <laughs> on the 1920 Decatur Staley's. Decatur Staley's. Yeah, there you go. That's a name. <laughs> That's going to come up in the next uh, voting of the majority. Sports really? Yeah. <laughs> The Decatur Staley's is gonna have the other huge. <laughs> we should just talk about trivia that yeah, we only you and I have talked. About. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. We gotta do something fun when the Survivor season's over. Some fun off season sports topics. trivia. It's all about my Bishop Lane chat basketball. <laughs> oh, dude, that'd be good. Um, yeah, we gotta figure out. We gotta plan some fun stuff. Yeah, we do. I think um, the Christmas season finale of survivor is it on christmas it's like a week before it's going to be our it's going to release on like our christmas day pod basically so we got to figure out we're dressing up for christmas we got to think of a drinking game or something to play for the pod for the pod um for christmas makes it make it something fun it's going to be a survivor pod yeah i think the last episode let's see when the last episode of survivor comes out um survive is it 44 45 wow that's embarrassing bryce last episode the finale is december 20th wow yeah that's beautiful a christmas a christmas episode christmas day that'd be really fun is monday christmas day is monday so our pod will be released on will be released on christmas day you know, I, most people have already called our podcast the best gift of 2023, but I think that'll really... That'll be a real gift right there. Really cap it off. That'd be day. amazing. Question of the day here. True question oh, of the day. Okay. What is the highest number between one and a billion that doesn't have the letter N in it? Uh, it's probably a really small number. <laughs> yeah. Is it like 12? No. 88. Don't put that on top. Okay. <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Two-thirds of Voting in the Majority podcast is coming to you live from Seattle, Washington. Uh, viewers from YouTube watching us on our live stream will, will note that <laughs> it is just Bryce and I today. Michael is not, not, not phoning in. We miss him dearly. He is predisposed, though, so he left Bryce and I to break down the episode. Bryce... I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? I'm super excited to be here. You know, speaking of Michael, he's the type of player you sign him for big money and you let him take whatever days off he wants off because he's the talent, baby. Yeah. You, you let him do what he needs. So um, happy Michael is another person's visiting Michael. He yeah. gives us so much crap about not visiting him. He, but he I does all right for himself. I swear he's he's booked out for two, two years in advance. Like we might have to plan something for 2026. Yeah, something in advance. Jeez. But I, I did want to say... Harvey, you're the only person who hasn't missed an episode, a pod episode. Ooh, is that true? I think so. All right. I'll take credit for it, even if it's not true. Um, I think you get credit for doing two episodes for each one episode you get, though, for the editing. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's become kind of smooth now, but we got a good little situation. Good situation. But yeah, I missed one. Michael missed a couple. I don't think you missed any. I'd argue that our 35,000 Twitter followers would say we're Mm -hmm. doing something right as well, so... (laughs) I would say I I was listening to our, our episode the other day about um who we'd want for that one night at the bar. Yeah. And if we had a Twitter, we could have pulled it. That would have been really fun. That would have been fun. I would love to get emails from our listeners 
Um, I think we know all of them personally, so yeah, it would be yeah intimate, but it would be fun to just like <laughs> let people share their opinions and then we can roast them on the pod for for being wrong. Absolutely. So if anybody has an opinion they want heard on the pod, text it in. Text it in. <laughs> we, we know all of it. Text, text it in. We'll we'll talk about it. Uh, maybe we'll give you some kudos. Maybe we'll disagree but depending on the opinion if it's good or not yeah, yeah, yeah but also let us know if you want to voting in the majority social media presence social media presence voting in the majority swag uh, <laughs> for all of you wanting to rep the pot out in the streets we could we could get you some hoodies or something what if we got a buff oh a buff with our be... own buff yeah dude that's... our logo art is kind of clean and you won't you whip that up and just like hey what is afternoon that? yeah not adobe um canva canva, <laughs> canva online canva there we go uh, well. all right well <laughs> i think we should jump right into the episode i dude it was a really fun episode we were texting so we've kind of gotten out of form of all watching wednesday night i feel like the last yeah two seasons we've all just started to get busy the three of us but our whole group of survivor friends in general yeah and we don't watch wednesday nights anymore we used to always text our everyone right at 901 like oh i just watched, watched that yeah. <laughs> but no <laughs> more days so i watched wednesday at about i started at around 10 30 p.m and then you watched Thursday or Friday? I watched Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So we didn't enjoy it at the same time, but I was texting and I was trying not to give anything away, but I was just like, dude, this is just so fun. Like mm-hmm. it was some emotional parts of the episode where I really was feeling it, tugging at the heartstrings. There mm-hmm. was some really exciting, like cool gameplay. There was some good challenge moments. It was just a quality episode of Survivor. So it it's, been a, it's been a really fun season. I I don't know if we're like in love like we were last season where it was just like, yeah. oh my gosh, these three players, Carson and Jan yeah. and Carolyn are just like lighting up the screen. But I'm really enjoying the season. Almost like holistically, maybe I think almost more than last season. I'm enjoying it a lot. Interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. I think we were talking a little bit earlier. Like, I think it's good that there's not a one person who's dominating or I guess there is the re before we've said, I believe the re before is going to win somebody, but at the same time, it's like, I think there's a good kind of, we don't know which one of the four, you know, mm-hmm. where last season, I feel like there was kind of a, whoever gets there from the three, but I do, I do like the season. I also, I'm interested when I watched the episode on Thursday, I was so excited to talk about it. And I wonder if we all watched on the same night and then talked about it right after. Dude, if we could get to a point in our lives where we could do a, a pod recording immediately after the episode airing Wednesday yeah. night with Michael on the East coast. It's not possible. Really? Michael drags all our plans down, but if he really prioritized his life and got out here on the West coast, we could make some magic happen. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be fun. Huh? All right. Well, let's jump right into the episode. Our first bullet to hit is the one big thing. I'm going to take this one today. I've got Emily and you were talking about, you think one of the Reba four is going to win. And I think that's still probably if you go to Vegas, that's where your your money should go. Mm-hmm. But this episode, I, I've loved Emily all season just as a character and her character arc of really mm-hmm. starting off like as bad as you possibly can and then turning it around and becoming a competent player. I was like, dude, that's really cool to see. A lot of times people just like make a mistake and it just never works out. And you're just like, well, mm-hmm. a bad player sucks. But Emily like kind of turned it around and really turned into a good player. I never really... I thought she had like the outside chance to win and I never really took her that seriously. But this episode, it just, I kind of saw the edit and I was just like, dude, they're giving her, she's explaining stuff. She kind of, this vote of Bruce, it could have been portrayed any way because we all knew Bruce was going home. They could have portrayed it to us any which way they wanted to, but they specifically gave us Emily's point of view and said, 
Emily engineered Bruce to not play his idol and got mm-hmm. him as responsible for him. He was going to go home no matter what. And he honestly probably might've just met an idiot and decided not to play his idol on his own volition. But we know that Emily did it and survivor wants us to know that. So I was, I was really focused on her and I was like, dude, they're giving her a lot of content. So the other things I want to talk about for Emily, she won the reward, which in and of itself was a huge accomplishment. Yep. And everyone appropriately freaked out and started celebrating her. But she immediately, as she was holding the uh, ropes for the table maze, just starts shaking right as she wins. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, like, she's like in shock of how she just won something and she never expected herself to be a winner in this physical way. Yeah. She's a freaking investment analyst or whatever. Uh, So that was really cool to see. And then the other thing we saw from her was her uh, right after winning, picking all four ladies, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about at some point. But I thought that was an interesting strategic decision because she's mostly been close with Drew and Austin, it seems like to us. And so now she's kind of playing the Julian D getting on both sides of it sort of thing. And so I don't, I just, there was a lot of Emily content. I really liked this episode. Like the Bruce play, they portrayed it as being like an amazing play. And I think it was a really good play. I don't know if it's like the best survivor play I've ever seen, but it was really good. And just the fact that we're getting that much from her and I'm just, just I'm excited about yeah. where she's at right now. Yeah. I'm, you know, I've been all in on Emily since before that season started. I'm diehard Emily fan. From day uh, one. There's no one to if we, <laughs> dispute that claim. So. Not at all. You check the tapes. I've been all in on Emily since the start, but I, I think that really what, what it comes down to here is like, I didn't view that episode like that. I know Emily made a lot of big plays, but for some reason, Harv, I'm just like, I I guess looking back now that you said that, she definitely did control the episode. She did so much and she had a great episode. And I do think she has an off chance of winning. I think that, again, I'm still waiting for that big show-stopping play. I don't think this one was that. I think she could have done better. Yeah. Honestly, I think ideally the play would have been to use Bruce to play as idol and then get out a Reba four. I think that's probably her better play, but that path wasn't open. When you look at the votes who voted for Bruce, who voted for uh, Jake and all, it wasn't open, but she figured something out. So good on her for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think she just didn't trust the Bruce Katura Jake dynamic to mm-hmm. get on the same page and enough for her to want to pull the trigger on it. But that would have been really impressive. I think in my heart of hearts, if you really ask me to take the emotion out of it and do I think the the edit we saw tonight was them saying Emily's on the path to becoming a winner or do I think the edit was more Survivor trying to give us a compelling final three and be like, hey, Mm. Emily's got a shot, guys. Mm -hmm. Wink, like, remember that one episode where she looked really good? It kind of could be that sort of thing, too, where we actually get a austin julie emily whatever final three and then the whole jury split on which of the reba they want to give credit to, and so it's a five four vote and then emily's like well you did play really well but you weren't in charge the whole season and like we'll kind of understand that but for the whole final episode we'll be like oh maybe emily has a shot yeah exactly so that might that's probably more realistic what it is but i'm not gonna believe that until it happens i think emily's got a shot man you're you're getting me scared i'm i'm paranoid now now that i've just I'm watching this edit all wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know how I, I think in modern survivor, I think survivor, the producers have correctly like switched up the edit a couple times mm-hmm. and thrown us for a loop with Marianne and Erica mm-hmm. Gabler to a degree. Like those all kind of came out of left field and partially because those seasons were 
not the best, not the best and filled with lots of weird advantages and twists that were out of people's control. But nonetheless, it does feel like you can't really rely on that in the same way. You, Absolutely. You used to. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't think Jake has a great chance of winning, but I'm, I'm intrigued by Jake's play this episode. And again, is it in the last couple episodes and they're starting to make a, a case for him to be like, he's been on the outs. Like he has a kind of a, a sad story. People are, the jury seemed to be vibing with it a little bit, but it's like, again, is that, oh, he's in the final three and he's not getting any votes. We just need to make you think about it. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about, I'm a little worried now that you said that I'm miss watching said it. Uh, all right. Well, I love Emily. She's got the one big thing of the week. She, in my eyes, controlled the episode, but let's get to the confessionals because I think there's a couple interesting things for us to break down here. You want to take uh, yes. yours first? Absolutely. I'll take yeah. mine first. So <clears throat> my confessional this week is coming from the Reba, the fifth Reba member known as Bryce Mulder slash Tony. You're just assuming a role, right? I'm assuming I'm jumping into the game of survivor. I love it. And I'm coming up to the confessional. Listen, I was, I was collecting firewood actually. And I was walking on the beach and I heard couldn't help, but yeah, couldn't help but overhear yeah. these two behemoths screaming at these mobsters, screaming, <laughs> screaming at each other about all this. And listen, I'm part of the Reba Alliance. I I've been with Drew since day one. And I'm a little worried about Drew after this conversation with Drake. With Drake, I did this last week too. With Jake, Drew, Jake, Drew, Jake, really Drake. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. Drew and Jake though. Yes, Drew and Jake. I think that Drew. I think Drew looks awful. I think this light painted him horribly. He was in. A, he's in a power position, but then he goes up to Jake and he's asking for who'd you tell about my name? Like Drew, one person said your name to your alliance members. You're okay. You're fine, but. I think he handled this poorly. Jake is on the outs. He's not acting like a mobster. He's just trying to figure this game out just like you are. I think Drew looked horrible in this edit. And if I'm a Reba member, you got to watch out for Drew. I think this shows that he has legs in this game. And that's someone you need to be worried about. So two things. I think it's all, all well said. One is I think historically people often interpret what Drew is doing right now is insecurity in your alliance. Mm. And it's showing he he didn't show it to Julie directly. He he handled it well with her. But for him to go to Jake and be like, who did you talk to? Like, did you talk yeah. to Austin about this? Did you, like that yeah. shows that he's a little insecure about his connections with them, which if I am working with him, like you're saying, like you are, I would be worried about him. Now. Yeah. Because if he's insecure, maybe I should be a little worried about it. Two, this is something we used to bring up uh, in the last season of Survivor a lot previously on the pod. We don't talk about it as much anymore. Maybe they're not doing it as much this season, but people getting mad at people for playing the game of yeah. Survivor. It's yeah. like, yeah. Jake's on the bottom. He's going to throw people yeah. on the top name out. And Drew felt like he had a personal connection to Jake, which was pretty, like, oh my depend- gosh. It don't dependent on a power dynamic. Like, it wasn't like yes. he was actually protecting him. He was yes. just using Jake as a pawn. And like, yes. so I, I don't know if there was anything really there. Like, mm-mm. So they both blew up a little bit. Jake being frustrated in his gameplay and where he's at in the game. And then Drew out of ego and insecurity, maybe. But I, I'm i with you. Yeah, I think yeah. Drew, Drew, when you're in that upper position, you need to be able to like compose yourself and not stoop to someone's level. Not that Jake was at any level, but just mm-hmm. like 
you need to be the bigger person and like not let that happen. You have to keep your game going in the right direction. And Drew didn't. He he caved. He he caved like yeah. He caved poorly. But what was um what was Drew's two names that he said? He had his two Drew and Bazile. Bazile. Well, I think that's his real name. His full name is Drew Bazile or his middle name. Is something. Oh, I interesting. Know. Okay, I can't remember. But I think we saw Bazile. Bazile this time i think that's what we were seeing i think jay or drew has gotten really comfortable and some narcissism some narcissistic tendencies um he's and some of these other maybe not so great qualities are starting to come out where he is he's feeling confident and i'm I'm a little worried i think he needs to maybe look inward for a second you know go channel his inner sifu and take three deep breaths maybe i think that would help three deep ones can can really turn change your life yeah turn Sounds something bad. around for you anything else on that i'm with you right there though nope that's my confessional okay. i hated it poor look drew poor poor look all right i'm gonna my confessional is about a bigger thing but i'll keep the drew conversation going about one specific thing you said of him kind of pulling out the bazil mm-hmm. persona more when he was we when we had the the split of guys and girls during the reward when the ladies went off to do the sanctuary thing when their guys were all flexing and doing oh, yeah. stuff, Drew goes, I've never brought out before. I've never <laughs> done this. Like, but sure, I'll talk about action movies and food and whatever else. But yeah, I'll bro out. And it's like, yeah, that's that's Bazil. Yeah. Like he's he's never been here. He yeah. he doesn't know what this is about, but he's he's gonna figure it out. He'll he'll do it. Um, I thought that was funny. So he tweeted this week a oh, picture of him flexing. And the next to it, you remember the stick bug that was um on earlier this season when they first made the merge they were singing with the stick bug was dancing. he posted those two pictures side by side and said uh the parallels in this season are incredible by the by the producers or something like oh that my god that's really good <laughs> so do your big point i love it yeah my my whole confessional though is just and we've probably talked about this every other podcast episode but these 90 minute episodes mm. of survivor are giving the producers the editors whatever survivor cbs a lot of freedom to do a lot of great things in the edit and they're really doing a good job with it this week in particular they they showed us a lot of emotion mm-hmm. a lot of like i said earlier they're they were tugging on the heartstrings at times so the the one we've already mentioned is emily at the challenge just her going to tears that would have happened in a normal episode i guess but it was just a great moment and they, they handled mm-hmm. it really well we see at the very early uh parts of the episode drew and julie on the beach crying and julie slept poorly because she was so heartbroken that kendra and kelly mm-hmm. thinks that they can't trust her the fact that someone out there thinks that they can't trust me as far as they can <laughs> throw me like that that breaks my heart like that was a genuine thing from her mm-hmm. and then drew like responded genuinely it was like oh i can't believe you feel that way and then like they have a moment about well we might have to vote each other out at some mm-hmm. point like are we still going to be cool and like that's a real game thing and like we don't see that all the time in survivor and it's cool to see the bonds and how people are connecting and then later on we get the the letters from home and d and julie and emily and katura each in their own individual way we Mm -hmm. see a really cool part of them and in my notes i had what each of them were and i i just was neither none of them were really a unique thing all on their own but just to get that as part of survivor is something we don't normally get yeah it's just I really, I really enjoyed it. it I think it was a great. It was nice. Episode. And then lastly, the Jake on the beach. Oh yeah, with Bruce. Yeah, Jake's freaking out. Not freaking out. Yeah, he hit a survivor wall. And Bruce comes up and is like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, I, you're not dumb. Like, I yeah. admire you for passing the bar. Like, that's a really 
cool thing for Bruce to like get on his level and like Jake needed to hear something mm-hmm. to tell him that he's not a failure. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like I can do something. It's like maybe I'm not doing this right now, but like perseverance, yeah. I'll get through it. Like whatever. And that was Absolutely. maybe you you might think Bruce didn't handle it perfectly. You were I don't love later, it, but, but yeah. He did something. He did something. Yeah. It just felt like Bruce has a way of just making it like he comments come from the right place, but they just appear demeaning sometimes. And it just felt a little demeaning in the way he um posed the answer or gave him everything. But also my my two points were that one, do you think they throw a party every time someone hits their survivor wall, quote unquote survivor wall? Like I feel like that's producer production, Jeff Probst, like their goal is to make people break down. And so when they see Jake crying or Mama Jay crying, I'm sure they're just loving it. You like another one. We got another one. And then uh, but with that, this is the point in the season, like we need stories for the finale. Like we need to know who these people are. We need to relate to them. This this episode gave more than enough of telling us who people are and what we're getting. If any of these people make the finale, other than Katura, maybe, I think we have a decent story about everybody. You know, and you're you're absolutely right. And one person that I don't feel like I have a huge connection to his story and how he would be like portrayed as a winner right now would be Austin. Yeah. Not as much from him. Not as much at all. Remembering. Dude, if he doesn't ever play his idols, does he doesn't have a lot of ground to stand on? Does Emily and Emily knows about both of them, right? Yeah, I think they all the Reba tribe know about them. And but do Katura and are they I don't I think they know about one. I don't know if Kelly and Kendra, two. they don't know about them. I don't think so. So but it can be said in the finale. But so here's my I'm I'm thinking about this on the spot. So maybe I'm I'm wrong and feel free to disagree. But if he has the idols and people don't know about them while they're in the game before they get on the jury Mm -hmm. to find out about the idols once you're on the jury is more of a shrug because the idols don't influence the game at all he just had them and Mm -hmm. it's like oh cool well if you were in trouble but you never were in trouble because Mm -hmm. uh bello was so mismanaged and could never get on the same page or uh because Mm -hmm. of the weird votes at the early on sets that got kelly out where we all split up or whatever it was like Maybe there's a way for Austin, just like those idols are almost meaningless. Like, yeah, nice job. Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. No, hundred percent. They could definitely be seen as meaningless in that way. I think that's a good point, but I, I, it's also like with any survivor strategy, how do you present it at the end? Because he can say, listen, I was never at, in like jeopardy of going home ever. I was, I had an idol at every single tribal I went to. Yeah. If yeah. I ever felt like I was even close to being in jeopardy. So there's an argument. Well, and I mean, that is, um, that's the name of the game. Staying safe. It's staying safe. So he's, he knows where the vote is. He's being smart with it. But I don't know. It's a, it's a good question Mm -hmm. because I think that, I don't know. I think Emily, would you rather have the person who was safe every single time or Emily who was in jeopardy every single time? That's a really good question. At that point, I mean, you're you're talking about it's not me. I don't pick the winner. It's a person on the jury who's been there and has felt it. Mm-hmm. It really is going to come down to relationships and jury management at that point. Yeah, like that is probably maybe what's going to win this season. It's just who and, unless it? something crazy happens these last few episodes, mm-hmm. if it just kind of goes the way, you know, we're all kind of imagining the simplest 
path to the ending here would be with Reba more or less controlling it. And then maybe one of them goes at five or, or something. And then it's Emily and two Reba. It's probably going to be who people like the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, who do we have? Mama J, Drew, and Emily? Probably. Mama J, Drew, Emily, maybe one of Austin or D, but it seems like those are the two that would get targeted. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. And most about- people are really on the Mama J being a big threat thing, which they kind of teased a couple times. With how many them. relationships? Yeah. Because I think her, Drew, and Emily have the most relationships out of it. I, I could see D as well, probably. Um, but hmm. it's interesting. Wow. All right. Well, we're ready to get on to the awards of the week, I think. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Outwit of the week. You want to go first here? Yeah. Who's mine again? I had Emily. Yes. Emily with the outwit of the week. Um, I kind of already said like badmouthed it a little bit that she could have probably made a better move. But I mean, just in terms of the best moves of the week. It was. It was a great move because she did get the idol went home and they got the person that they wanted to go yeah. home because technically that is who she wanted to go home. So she got that person out and they didn't play their idol and you get the idol out of the game. Great outwit and good on her for going out and making something happen. Yeah. We've been sitting here talking survivor for like three or four hours. So I can't remember when you said it, whether it was on the pot or not, but you pointed out that all the people at the bottom are just like looking to go one more day. Yeah. And everyone wanted bruce out like it was a unanimous like yeah the entire bruce probably wanted bruce out like (laughs) the entire island wanted bruce out and so it's emily made it happen in a flashy way i guess yeah nice job job. she did she did but yeah just to go back to that point i did say everyone's looking for one more day katura bruce jake they all think that they have an alliance with someone in the reba tribe and they think that it's going to get them one more day. What does Katura think hers is again? Katura thinks that she's with the women. The whole, no, the whole tribe. Because she had that conversation. She's like, I want Bruce at the water well with Drew and Mama J and Austin. God, does she really? She change? thinks that she's their fifth. She said two episodes ago that she believes that she wants to be their fifth. Uh, well, thank goodness she's not like some really bright occupation where it would be embarrassing yeah if she just you know like exactly she's just like a lowly what i don't remember if she said paralegal or secretary <laughs> or something. did it's, you notice uh in tribal when jake was talking about his insecurities and he's like mm-hmm. all lawyers have imposter syndrome and katura's like, so, yeah. like super yeah. aggressive yeah. like katura you better be careful people might chill, figure it out <laughs> honestly this is a bad season for lawyers yeah, yeah it's look, not a like, great it's look. not a good look. Like, like maybe it'll set the yeah the stage so people don't have to lie about it anymore yeah you actually go out there looking to tell yeah, people yeah, yeah, like, i am a lawyer i'm a lawyer i'm, I'm gonna be going shit you. <laughs> all right okay my outwit of the week i'm gonna god this is it's a awkward one to give out so if we ignore a really important key detail here which is well i'll get to that in a second <laughs> okay. let's well, let's ignore any conversation any conversation that Bruce and Katura had all episode. Bruce and Katura never talked this episode, okay? Let's pretend that never happened. Yeah. My outwit of the week then is going to be Bruce for this really brilliant play he concocted where he told Jake that he didn't have his idol because he gave it to Kelly before she got voted out because he was worried about knowledge's power. It was really brilliant. Bruce was really smart. Jake completely ate it up. Bruce was smart enough to think I'm only going to tell Jake and let Jake tell other people instead of me telling other people Mm -hmm. because it'll seem more genuine because obviously I trust Jake. I don't trust Drew. If I just went straight to Drew and that would be a clear lie. 
I spread the lie. I'm apparently I'm talking to Bruce now. <laughs> I, I spread the lie through Jake. And so Jake goes and tells Drew and Drew instantly believes it. Drew goes and tells Austin. Austin instantly believes it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a great play. And then I can use the idol as a weapon. They all vote for me. I played the idol. That's a great play. Yeah. And me, Andrew Harvey back now taking over. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving out one key detail here, which is that Bruce told Katura that he was going to lie. And Bryce, can you remind me? Bruce and Katura have been working their besties, yeah, really well together. Yeah, all season long. They have a they have a final three alliance. Dude, going. what was he thinking? <laughs> like, I can't even. Bruce plays Survivor like he's never watched an episode of Survivor. <laughs> he's got no idea what's going on. The oh. fact that he's made it this far, wow, that was a terrible idea. I mean, the play itself. Tell Jake, brilliant. <laughs> so smart so, so smart it's something it's the it's literally the perfect person to tell yeah. <laughs> literally the like we've joked about jake going and telling people yeah stuff yeah, like yeah. and it he picked up on that he picks up on weird details and then just completely <laughs> blanks oblivious the to the fact that he could do yeah. <laughs> and but, so katura i think the other thing is she kind of believed it too yeah in the first moment and then she did first, he like, immediately she like she didn't yeah she did that's kind of fake it was, fake. Fake. it was fake. It was kind of fake. Yeah. But she immediately goes right after it. It's like, why are you telling me? Like yeah. she says that to Bruce. Yeah. Like, why are you telling me that it's a lie? So stupid. Oh, yeah, it was such a bad idea. Um, so, um, Bruce, I'm giving you the outwit of the week. You can go put it on your mantle. We're just omitting the fact that you ever talked to Katura. We're yeah. going to pretend like it played out yeah, yeah. really nicely for you because it was so close to being a great, a great plan. His his mantle is just <laughs> voting in the majority. <laughs> We we've given episode him, ten, we've given three or four outwits of the week that have no, all been like negative. sarcastic. <laughs> oh, I just imagine our award next to his immunity idol that he didn't play <laughs> sitting on his mantle. Oh man! But I'm gonna give a quick shout out to Bruce. This yeah, now's the time for two seasons. Now's the time he's gone for. I don't even know how long. How long we've been talking about Bruce for almost a year now. Yeah, and he's provided so much contact. Yeah. For, in in this voting majority podcast, he's provided so much for us. So shout out Bruce for just being himself. I'll give him another shout out this episode in the reward challenge. If you remember, it started off with people running and jumping over and under some beams and then diving under a net and crawling a whole way. And so as he's diving under the net, he doesn't dive. He stops and grabs onto the wooden beam oh, and then ducks his head under my it. Gosh. And then he starts crawling instead of diving and he, he protects his head. And so wow. I think the most valuable thing Bruce learned in the last two years, more than anything, is to be careful when you're yeah. jump you're running full speed towards uh physical objects and not go head first. Yeah. I think that's what he's he's like. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Look at that. Who I, would have thought? I'm so proud of him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh, Bruce, we'll miss you. Honestly, Bruce, we'll really miss you. You, you've played Survivor to the max, man. You've done about everything you can do in Survivor, even though it might have not been pretty. You, you did it. So, good job, bro. <laughs> I'll play of the week. I'll start this one. I'm gonna give it to the re before. They're just they're hustling. They've not even really been challenged much the last few episodes. They're just consistently safe. And I really want to call specifically. I want to call attention to. A line that Emily had early on when she was talking to Bruce and Katura, in which she said she doesn't really know who's in charge of the re before, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And is probably one of the reasons why they've 
held on so long is because a they've genuinely probably democratized the group and they're not like there's not one dictator but b the outsiders don't see a leader and so it's a lot harder to latch on to the bottom of the group you don't Mm -hmm. know where the bottom is they all seem equal like you can't go to mama j who's clearly the oldest of the group and be like hey those three they don't like you like they're younger they want to they said they only like there's no crack in the alliance till there's a single summon out and so the fact that they don't know who is in charge who's on top is the same as saying they don't know who's on bottom and i think that's a really healthy place for an alliance to be and it's working out really well for them so very much so kudos well let me throw something out at you here have we have we reached the point in survivor you know like in fashion or just modern society things come back in circles like you know like clothing comes back around every 40 years or whatever right so have we reached the point in survivor where strong alliances that go the entire game have come back into fashion we think about last Those Carson, three. Carolyn, and Jam Jam. Yeah. Re before. Have we has it become fashionable or fashionable? Has it become the right move to be an alliance? And so I don't disagree at all. And rather than just take a two-year sample size as fact, let's think about why it might be. Mm-hmm. With so many advantages and so many twists and every vote yeah. being different it's really valuable to have not just a two person voting block, but like a three or a four person yeah. voting block that, you know, you can count on Carson I and Carolyn. I think they even split up for a couple votes, but yeah. they always knew when it mattered, like they would get on the same page and yeah. having like a multi person voting block that you can every single vote rely on. I think that you're right. That might be the meta. You, you can't just count yeah. on yourself to be able to figure it out every episode you need or every vote and, you need. and that's survivor at its core i mean i feel like a lot of these people were coming out it is a very rare person that can go out there and just win the game by themselves like without alliance i mean even if you look back tony had a great alliance in 28 boston yeah. rob had a huge alliance when he won yeah like even um russell hans built a three-person alliance yeah. like it's you have to have that alliance but it's it's interesting. I think we've reached the point where alliances are they're huge, which sounds wild because that's Survivor at its core. But I think, yeah, that's where I'm coming at. Like, I like it. All right, uh, that's a good point. You ready for your outplay? Um, yeah, I got Austin. Austin, uh, yeah, he stopped Bruce from getting the Aussie three immunities in a row. It's a really simple out outplay, but um, that's huge because, like we're saying, now his voting block his alliance can go take out the idol and bruce goes home so big outplay to outlast um bruce on that challenge it's kind of crazy that bruce is so good at challenges is it just that there was no one that physically impressive well and well it was because his daughter's favorite color was purple (laughs) no i it's it's uh it was he's because he's the oldest is he not mama jay and him yeah i mean he was going head to head against her and a couple of them down mm-hmm. the stretch so it doesn't make me feel all that confident in what the other performers are bringing out no but maybe those two are just elite and we're missing it all right outlasted the week um god we said we were done talking about bruce but he keeps coming up i'm gonna i'm gonna go with katura with the outlast of the week simply for outlasting bruce i think <laughs> that is the that's what Katura came on Survivor to do. That is what her number one goal was. She didn't have any other agenda and she accomplished it. And I'm really proud of her for that. Proud of you, Katura. 
we'll see you um for one more week 90 more minutes next episode dude <laughs> if she went out immediately after bruce it's pretty likely <laughs> it's not that far off it's her and jake probably next week which is crazy it should be a read before what's my out it has to be dude that's the only time not the only time but that's the best time because they actually have three on the bottom you only need to flip one mm-hmm. right now and with austin's idols like options yep. are options are running out they're limited well speaking of austin's idols that's my outlast austin oh yeah final seven right now and he has two idols so basically hypothetically he's locked up final five and if he gets through one more vote does he lock up at least a fire making challenge you can play the idol at five to get you to four so yeah i think that's right wow he needs one more safe vote and then he's confirmed at least a fire making challenge unless he plays it for someone else but i yeah doubt it yeah so that's my outlast because i mean we don't know who anybody who's safe anymore other than him basically so damn he he's got all the tools dude but i just i i felt really good about him mid-season and he has not done a single thing to make me feel worse about him it's not better but he's not getting any better and he just He's he's got a one sided game, but that one side really hits, man. Those idols, those advantages, he yeah. can really do it. And that that those idols probably keep that Reba group pretty strong as well. You can make the argument that those are holding oh, people yeah. together more so than Mom and Jay. Why did they? Mom yeah, Jay's, uh, relationships. Yeah, he said he wanted to be who he said he wanted to be. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Fishback and JT. JT. He wanted to be JT to uh, Drew's Fishback. That would be really impressive. Yeah. If he could pull it off. All right. My winner of the week, I am going to give it to Julie because last week I made a comment that I thought she had a really small chance of winning simply because she hadn't done much strategically in the game. And everyone this week on the episode really just turned around and shoved that in my face and said, (laughs) they think she has a great chance of winning. So shout out to you, Julie. I misread your game. Apparently your relationships are going to get you further than I thought they would. I'm really proud of you, and I'm going to give you the winner of the week because you just jumped up a few a few spots in my power ranking. Yeah, there we go. Shout out, Mama J. Yeah, proud of her. Har was not familiar with your game, but but I appreciate that. I'm glad Michael came here to hear that. Yeah, because he's he's going to have no idea that I said that, and because he doesn't listen to the pod exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it to fan favorite. Um, everybody loves her, and we all know why. Buy your stock now. My winner of the episode is Emily. Bryce's. Guys, I've been telling you since day one, she's going to be the winner. He's an advocate. <laughs> He's been spreading propaganda the entire time. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And I wonder, is Emily, you said fan favorite. Do you think she's like America's favorite Sweetheart? Right like She's like Carolyn? Not, not, yeah, Carolyn. Not like maybe we all think she's going to win, but just like yeah. she's our favorite character. I think so. I think that's what Survivor's trying to make happen. Survivor Twitter her, seems to be on board with that. Mom and Jay are kind of the two most yeah. positively... But Mama J doesn't give you enough pizzazz for TV not, screen. Not a lot of things. Yeah. So buy your stock now. Um, I might come out with an Emily t-shirt. Number one fan. But we'll see. I wonder if we could get her on the pod. Um, we have the amount of Survivor connections we're building right now. People don't, people don't know. People don't know, but we're working. We're hustling in the back. Behind the scenes. <laughs> well, that's a good winner. You got anything else? I don't have anything else about this episode. 
I think we're, we're on final seven now. Final seven. We got four Reba, Katura, Jake, and Emily. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a good time to do a winner pick. Unfortunately, Michael isn't here. Do you want to just toss out a, a little a low, pick? A low key one? It's not like a, we're setting it in stone. Maybe we do that next week. Yeah. But my my winner pick is uh, just Drew. Yeah. And I, that was my merge winner pick as well. I really like to try to. Maybe it is try to read the edit, but I try not to like read into the edit i just try to like take what they're giving me yeah and this episode i don't force it like i said this episode really just was my brain was felt through a lot pointed towards emily yeah i was almost tempted to take her and it's probably too early to really like i think the last few seasons we really see the winners edit come on strong like final six Mm -hmm. six five four like that's where you really like okay the last two episodes now it's coming together like now i understand and so maybe emily's just a a touch too early and maybe one of these rebas is just about to like drew's the one i I would pick as well that i i can just imagine the narrative of like Mm -hmm. he votes jake out right here he wins this little mini head-to-head so they're having some conflict jake drew drew wins this and then he becomes the king of Reba by taking down king Mama J or someone mm-hmm. D. And then he takes he takes Austin to the final. And it's it's actually, dude, this is it. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm realizing it. This is it. He's he's getting the justice for Fishback because a lot of people think Fishback really deserved more yeah. in that season. Wow. The survivor lore is going crazy. Wow. Hey man, I'm not saying I'm I'm seeing the That's future, crazy. but yeah. Ask me for some lotto numbers later. <laughs> I feel good about that. I feel really good about that. Um, I, I really like that. And I can definitely see a I think I don't know. I think I don't think D's winning. And that might be a, a cool we haven't got hot take. I don't any think strategy yeah. content. We've got just, some random content. Exactly. I don't think D is. I think Mama J and Drew and Emily are kind of my favorites right now. So one of those three. So, dude, yeah, man, I agree. And I, what I was going to say is I think if Drew gets Mama J out, which they kind of tried to foreshadow this episode, but that also feels like it's a little too obvious because that was pretty direct foreshadowing of them talking yeah. on the beach and like talking about we might have to vote each other out. Yeah. If that leads to Drew voting her out, like within yeah. the next episode or two, that would be like yeah so does drew get austin out uh dude i think it's i think it's better for his chances to try and take austin to the end because a they've been so loyal to each other since day one and i think austin is probably closest with him drew might not be closest with austin but austin is closest to yeah. Drew, and so he can rely on austin uh taking him to final if he wins that final immunity and yeah. not putting drew in fire yeah so i think he would be wise to keep austin around and then, like we were just implying, I think Drew wins over Austin in the final because he's going to be yeah. better at. Fair enough, explaining it. Although I could see Drew trying to blindside Austin at five. I could definitely see that. I'm I'm kind of rambling now. I like Drew's uh, interaction with Jake today. Maybe he's not as composed under pressure as we think, and maybe he's not amazing at final tribal. I sorry, buddy. I whistled. I know, buddy. Oh, that, uh, that <laughs> wow, but I like that a lot 
he's maybe he's not maybe lack of food lack of sleep low paranoia is getting to old Brazil over there my guy might need to lock back in mama j would not crumble under the pressure though mama j i feel very strongly about having a good chance to win if she makes it i feel i feel really good about it she would be able to explain her game very well everyone likes her yeah I think people on Reba would want to vote for her. I think people on other tribes would want to vote with for her. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Well, that was a hard survivor flow state right there. Yeah, it was locked in. Um, Michael, Michael actually did text us with a winner's pick, and he said mm-hmm. he really likes Katura to win this one. So he's always on top of it. He's on top of it. So we'll we'll see how Michael's Katura winner pick um, gets when we go towards the end. Let's not forget to do Survivor Survivor again. Yeah, let's do it right now. Um, because Michael and I actually only have one people, one person left each. I have to pick Austin, and he has to pick Drew this episode. Wow. So those those are the only ones. So we actually don't need him to even text in his pick, which we forgot to ask him to do. Those are all locked up. You picked Kendra correctly two episodes ago. You could pick someone else correctly. I think you have both austin and drew available to pick you also have i don't have katura jake you don't have or you do have jake oh i'll take jake you'll take jake that's a great pick yeah that's a great pick you know again this is just pity points i don't even know why i'm still playing this game (laughs) but you know we love pity around here pod fantasy teams we haven't really been given a ton of updates on because like we always say those are yeah, what is chosen the, before the... But it's fascinating it how bad the start of our draft was. Let's just recap Jake the draft. at one. Yeah. Jake at one. Still alive. Still alive. Not impressive, but he is still... He could still make technically alive. Yeah. At two, we have Hannah Rose. Tough. Quit. Quit. <laughs> at three, we have Brandon. Would have been voted out first, but someone quit. <laughs> At four, we have Jay Maya, who... Not a terrible pick, but not a great pick. Let's give her the shout-out for trying to identify the code in the tribe flag. Very, at the very start, she did. Yeah. Yeah. She had a couple of decent she, points. She was around. She was a decent player. She got hosed by Caleb's yeah. shot in the dark, though. That was crazy. Yeah. She also took the fall for devoting for Sifu. Willingly. Willingly. Not, not forget that detail, dude. That that was so dumb. That okay. was awful. Um, number five was Sabaya. Gosh, Sabaya, tough. Oh, wait, no, let's say, you know what we haven't talked about? Bruce playing the idol or Bruce not playing the idol? This episode? Yeah. We Should he have played that? What would you have done in oh, that position? Man. If you're still with us, you, I appreciate you. And let's get into this because we got another 20 minutes to talk about here. <laughs> I would play the idol. That was so stupid. There's just, I understand the thought process. And I, I actually think the same way a lot because he's thinking... If I get past this vote, I'm probably going next vote. So yeah. I might as well gamble and hope I get lucky this vote because yeah. he had some inclination or someone had told him that there's a chance that there's a Julie vote. So he's like, there's a chance I make it through this. So I'm going to gamble yeah. and then I'll have the idol next vote. I understand that logic. And I think that way too, sometimes. He's an idiot, dude. You just ah, just survive yeah. one more day, man. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. Once the idol is out of your hands, you have such an easy argument to everyone. I'm not gonna win. Yeah. Everyone hates me. 
take yeah. me to the end. Okay. That's so easy. Once the it, idol's out of his hands. It is. Okay. So my, my comparison was because Savaya, she risked her idol and forfeited her vote the night she went home. She could have had the idol and been safe. Instead, That's she right. gave up her idol to get it later on, right? Yeah. And so the thought process was, I don't care if I go home now. Like, if I don't have this idol, I'm not winning in the future. I need this idol. I'm trying to win a million dollars. Yeah. So I'm going to risk it here. Like, it's all the same if I go home now and I go home six. Yeah. Right? So that's my only... I think, I think I'm with you. He's an idiot for not playing it. Obviously, hindsight 2020. Definitely. Because he did have an argument. Now Reba have to start seriously considering turning on each other. So he had a chance. He had a way to the finals. Yeah, dude. And in a decent argument, because it would have been a successful idol play. It would have been a successful idol play. And he, the fact that he wasn't willing to play it strategically, like for someone else or like in conjunction with a plan with Emily Katura, and they just couldn't make that happen. Like that was mostly Bruce's fault because he was so close-minded about it. And that just proves that he just wasn't a good survivor player. Like you got to be thinking bigger than just, saving myself for one more vote that's the the one more vote thing man yeah, the whole season is just one more vote but anyway we were looking at the it was sabaya do you remember who sabaya yeah so my point was with all of this sabaya uh number six was sean who quit tough and number seven was brando tough was not amazing so the number eight was katura so just still like no good players until you get to julie and drew at nine and ten Wow. And then after that, Kelly, Kendra, Sifu, Austin, D, Caleb, Bruce, Emily. Literally all the good players in the back. <laughs> we just got it completely wrong. Is that just not the way it always works, man? It doesn't yeah, matter who you draft. Impossible. They're going to be bad. We jinxed them. We jinxed all those people at the start. God, it really is on us. We indirectly, we picked the winner by taking Emily last. Yeah, we picked her. It happens. Winner, That's what happened with Marianne, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. We were we're batting two for five so far. <laughs> Carolyn went super late, didn't she? Carolyn might have been the last pick. Uh, I wonder if I can find that. Yeah, really fast. If you can, because if she wasn't the last pick, she was decently close. So she was a late, late pick. Harms deep in the. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I don't have it written down here. It's okay. I'll fill the dead space with something right now. Just singing. No, it's all right. Can't find it. Okay. Bummer. Um, all right. I think that that wraps it up. Covers it. We we got a couple minutes on the on the tapes here. Yeah. Well, if you made it this far, we started just kind of rambling there at the end. Flow state. Flow state. Shout out Joe Hewitt. If you're listening to this on the plane ride home, I hope you yeah are clear eyes, open mind right now. Yeah. And Joey, uh, reach out. You know, we have an open spot in the studio. Yeah, as an executive we, producer. We actually are searching for a third co-host right now. We're setting out an application. Yes. Yeah. Someone on the West Coast, preferably. Joey is on the West Coast. <laughs> hey. All right. Well, love to the children. Peace.